Hi, Talk Shop fans. It's Helen O'Brien, host of the Talk Shop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about different career paths that don't necessarily require a four-year college degree. Some of these jobs and career paths might require some time at a community college, getting a certificate, or maybe going to a technical or trade school, getting into a union apprenticeship program. Now, I'm not saying that college is not a good idea, but for some people, college just isn't their thing. And if that's you, then you've found the right spot to learn about the different jobs and career paths that might work for you. With me on episode six of season two is Denise. She is an aircraft maintenance technician apprentice. Now this line of work actually has a very good job outlook through 2029 with a growth rate of 5%. That's pretty darn good. Aircraft and avionics equipment mechanics and technicians, they work in hangars, in repair stations, or on airfields. And you can learn this trade at an FAA or Federal Aviation Administration approved aviation maintenance technician school, or sometimes just on the job. What I would also recommend is taking a look at community colleges in your state who might offer classes or certification um, to become an aircraft maintenance technician. So let's jump in and talk shop with Denise. So with me today is Denise, and she is an aircraft maintenance technician. And super excited to talk with Denise because this position is in high demand. Thank you for joining me today, uh, Denise, and and welcome to Talk Shop. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, Denise, how did this all start? You working on airplanes? Um, what happened? So it's uh, it's kind of been it, stories a little a little different, but I I um when I was younger, um, my dad was in the Navy, and uh, we used to go to to air shows. Uh, we lived in Corpus Christi right there. There was a naval base there. So um, we grew up going to that and I was just always fascinated, fascinated by the, the aviation side of things. Um, I had a cousin who was a B-1 bomber um, in the Air Force and just hearing stories and stuff like that, just, it, it amazed me. Um, uh, I then after, gosh, after high school, I went into the airlines and I was a flight attendant and yeah. So that, I mean, that was just, that was probably one of the coolest jobs um, that I've ever done, the things they got to experience, the training, the traveling, um, meeting people, um, but I, I, I wanted more, and I would see um, the mechanics come in and kind of talk with the pilots and things like that, and I'm like, I got curious, I'm like, hey, you know, like, what are they doing, and so um, I've always been fascinated with engines and things like that, so I started looking into things, and um, I'm like, okay, so I, I knew that there was a lot more than what I knew inside the plane. I'm like, I want to learn how this works because, you know, I knew what to do with emergency procedures, things like that, but I wanted to know more in depth of things. And um, so I did a lot of, a lot of research and stuff. And I found a local school um, there in Corpus Christi. Um, and I actually started this program in 2009. Um, and here we are in 2021. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm 
got back to it. Um, so it's been a journey. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's a great, it's a great, uh, career. It's a, there's a whole lot, a whole lot to it. Um, but. So you like to know how things work and that's what you're doing. I do. Yeah. So, I mean, the school that I'm going to currently, uh, I guess I started in 2009, um, I was a young single mom. Um, so I, I tried it out, but it was a little too much at the time. Uh, so I kind of put it on hold and I went, um, went into real estate actually. And I, I've been doing that the last 10 years or so. And, um, so I decided now that my son is older, it was time to get back into things. And, um, yeah, that the hands-on thing, the experience, the experience that I have right now is just, um, it, it's great because the, it's a, a dual associates program and it's a 15 month long program. So, um, it's, it's, it's intense, um, but it really kind of gives you everything all at once. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's a great school. Um, okay, sorry. is it? Are you going through a community college, or is it a private school that you're doing this through? So it it's a private. It is considered, I guess, like a private school. It's um, we we do get. Um, it is an accredited school, so you do get your associates in aviation maintenance, aviation maintenance um, power plant, and an aviation maintenance uh, airframe certificate. So, uh, I'm sorry, associates. Um, on top of that, you do have to get your certifications. Um, so that's that's not technically included with the school. It's something you do outside of the school, but it, it's all affiliated together. Okay, gotcha. I, I did interview um, someone who had received his ANP, like you're talking about airframe and power plant certification in another episode uh, last season, and he's now an assembler um, oh, nice. at an aviation manufacturer. So he's working kind of a little different twist, but um, uh-huh. he too, he got his ANP. So um I think it's really interesting, you and so many people I talk to, so much of their childhood comes back to what it is they want to do. And so that exposure you had with your dad being in the Navy and going to all these air shows, that kind of sparked that interest. It really, it does. I mean, I didn't have a a ton of exposure as much as I think some people that go into it or they follow the footsteps of, you know, a grandfather or father um, that were in the field but that small exposure that i did have um it, it just it's i think this is where people say like you just fall in love with something and, and you know it's your passion and um it's just something that I, i've never been able to get out of my head and i've always you know this uh, the second i hear a plane fly over it's like my my head's turned up it turns you know towards the sky and it's and that's how i knew it's just something that i had to continue to pursue like i said i had to put it off for for different reasons and stuff, but I knew it was something that I had to come back to because it's, you know, it's something that I had a passion for. And I think that's when you meet people too in the industry, you, you can see the passion in them. And it, it, that's such a cool experience. I think meeting, you know, some, a lot of people do get into careers for, for different reasons, the money and things like that, you know, but if you find somebody that um, I think when you're passionate about a career like this, it, it just makes it so much easier and so much more fun, you know, it's not necessarily a job. Absolutely. And I I think, too, with this pandemic that is hopefully behind us, um, I think more people are rethinking what it is that they're doing and they're wanting to do things for themselves that that they are more passionate about. 
So um, I'm sure many people listening will be very envious of you doing something that you are passionate about. You know, it's kind of crazy. I've heard that a few times. And I think not only being different because people say, wow, you don't look like you know, you do that. I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to look like to do this job, but <laughs> right. I hear so many comments with, with, uh, when you, you know, you meet somebody and you talk about what you're doing or going to school for. Um, and it's, it's funny to me. I don't, uh, yeah, you just, you just come across all kinds of things. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. You're uh, people will be envious of you because you're doing something. Yeah. 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 And you're okay with it. Right. I am. No. And it's, but I think it's, it's also encouraging because I think some people do kind of fall and I, I've been there too. You kind of fall into something that's comfortable. And when you're comfortable, I think it's just, it's easy to just kind of live through life. And um, I think it, I am one of those that during the pandemic, I, I was like, you know, this is, I was still working in real estate and I just said, I have to, you know, it, I had so much time. I think I have to give myself a chance. And again, my, my son is 17, so he's self-sufficient. So I, I do do have this opportunity now and I'm like, it's, it's really now or never. Um, if I don't do something about it now, I probably, you know, put it off another 10 years and then, you know, shoot, I'll be 40 something, you know? So um, I'm already one of the oldest in my class and actually the second oldest in my class. Um, some of the people are 19, early twenties. And so it's, I'm already kind of, um, you know, up against certain, you know, I guess they say the odds or it's, um, hard in a sense because I am older, but, uh, are getting a late start, but I'm passionate about it. And, and I think that makes a difference for sure. Well, but you also come into it with a lot of life experience and Absolutely, yeah. those 19 year olds, you know, as, um, uh, as dex- dexterous or uh, as much dexterity as they have, um, they uh-huh. don't have that life experience that you have. So you bring something different to the table. Um, what, do you like to travel too? I do. I love to travel. I think that's, um, part of what I miss being a flight attendant, you know, is the traveling and, um, the things I got to see. I, mean, I was just in, in the States, uh, we were a small regional airline, but even just that, I, I got to experience so much. I mean, the food, the, you know, just the experience of, I love meeting people and just, I mean, I really got to broaden my horizons. I used to be so shy and timid. And then I was the only flight attendant on the airplane. So I had to throw that out the door the second I closed the, the, the aircraft door because I was stuck with those people. And they're all staring at me and I'm holding that phone and they're like, okay, don't you have something to say? And I, I, I look like a deer in headlights. I'm like, okay. I had to, that day is like, okay, I need to step out of my comfort zone. And, but, um, yeah, besides that, I love, I love to travel. And that's, that's one thing that I'm hoping that um, with this, this type of career, there's so many opportunities for not just um, like contracts, but I, the contract work, um, it, there's so many opportunities. You can go overseas, you can go out of state, um, you can travel within the company that you're with. I mean, there's just, there's tons of things that I'm so excited to, to see, you know, see what there is out there. Absolutely. So of course I was in to prepare for interviewing you. I was reading about this, this, um, career path and, um, you know, it was interesting because of course we have the, we had the pandemic and travel just kind of came to a halt. Right. 
there was um there was some travel happening but not nearly to the extent that it was pre-pandemic and it's starting to pick up again but what was interesting was they said that of like all the industries the aviation industry is they're really expecting like this big growth and the reason is that people are living longer and so there's more travel happening Um, and I think too, with some people retiring earlier, they're going to decide, yeah, I'm going to travel. So there's a lot of travel happening and maybe it's a little bit more personal travel because I don't know about the business travel as much anymore, but, um, it's so means that yes, you will definitely need flight attendants and we need pilots and we need all the people working at the airport. And of course we need the AMTs, the aircraft maintenance technicians. Um, so there's a big demand and there's a, so the AMTs themselves, they're expecting a 5% growth between now and 2029. So that's a big percentage. Um, it is. And there's a lot of people retiring, um, as you know, from, from the airlines. So, um, I definitely think this is an area that should not be overlooked by people who are trying to figure out what they want to do. Um, the other thing, I, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it, it is. So what's the pay like for, for a, an aircraft maintenance technician, an airplane mechanic? Like, so, so there's different types. Um, I mean, the pay does, does obviously depend on experience um, and then, um, there's different types. So I guess there's general aviation, there's corporate aviation, um, there you get your airline. So there's, there's several different types and the pay does, does range, does range from that. Um, so here in San Antonio, I think right around school, out of school with your AMP, you can graduate without your AMP and still get a job in the field. You just won't be making this much. So what, what we're getting is, around 55 without a license okay so, which is great out of school and with a license you're guaranteed more because you're more valuable with your with your certification so you technically can work uh, with a company without those two your certifications which I, I do think is, is good to know um, obviously we, we pushed for certifications because um, you want to be able to have that and again you're more valuable when you do have that but um, so it, it, the pay does, definitely does increase with your with your license. Sure. So now, are you just working in the belly of the plane, or are you also in the cockpit? Where no, so it, it does depend on on what. So in school right now, um, are you referring to school or just in general what I'm working on outside of school? Um, Oh, sorry, were you seeing? Oh, no, I was just going to say as an AMT, like, uh, do you specialize or do you, um, you do? There is a, yeah, that's another great thing about this field because there's so much to an airplane. I mean, you have which what we call the power plant, that's the engine. And then you have the airframe, which is, you know, the the outside of the plane. You have the avionics, which is the electrical part of the plane. Um, There's so much to an airplane that I I, I didn't even realize, and I thought, you know, I knew some, but holy moly, I mean, it's just crazy how much there is to it. So let's say you want to, you know, specialize in avionics, so you you can work on just just the electrical part. If you're good at that, I mean, there's some people that are good at computer work and electrical work, and that's, that's what they specialize in. And 
Um, some people love the engines and that, that's all they're going to work on. Um, some people, again, it's structure work. If you want to work on composites and do the sheet metal and riveting and things like that, then you, you specialize in that. Um, so there's that license is really a license to any of those things. And then you get the on-the-job training if there's a job specific that you, you know, that you want to specialize in. So you go, you know, with a certain company that you know specialize in that and that sort of thing. So um, coming out of school without any experience, I mean, you're kind of, I would say, you take what you can get, maybe, and, and you're just getting your foot in the door and getting the experience. Um, right now, what I'm working there. on. Yes, getting your name out there, and it, a lot of times I, they say it's who you know, not what you know, and it, aviation, is, as big as it is, it's very small, um, so it's getting yourself out there. Um, I mean, sometimes taking a position might not be the best, you know, or it might not be exactly what you wanted, but it might be a great start, um, and then moving up from there. Um, I know I've I talked to people who started off, you know, working in the lab areas or working on the interiors. Nobody wants to work on interiors after you've gone through this brutal process of school because you want to work, you know, you want to be hands-on and working on the planes and the interiors just for some people, you know, it's, it's boring or you're working on the labs or the bathrooms. Like, you know, nobody wants to work on inside the bathrooms. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I know I don't. But again, you know, without experience and things like that, you know, sometimes you have to start at the bottom. Uh, which is something to keep in mind because you're, you know, you're not always stuck there. Um, that's just a place to start. But um, currently what I, what I do outside of school is this, it's a small apprenticeship that I do. I've been doing a few times or a couple of times a week here and there. Um, and it's actually working on vintage aircraft. So. Oh, very um, cool. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's vintage, vintage warbirds um, is what they, what they call them. Um, so it's, it's, Right now, I'm just kind of doing anything that they need help with and um, just getting that hands-on experience. I mean, I've done stuff from compression checks and cleaning spark plugs and taking off the cowlings, which is, um, you know, the plane, you know, parts of the plane. So it's, it's um, right now, I'm, I'm doing anything and any, everything I can to um, get my hands on things and just to get that knowledge and even surrounding yourself with people that have been in the industry, like these gentlemen have been in the industry for years, you know, prior military, things like that. So I'm just like a sponge and just trying to take it all in. So, uh, yeah, there's so many different types of, of fields, you know, within the field, if that makes sense, that you can, if you don't just think you're stuck working on the engine, if that's not your thing, you know, there's so much more to it. Right. You can specialize and I get it. It's kind of a, a crazy field. There really is so much to it. It's not like you're a typical, I guess, mechanic, you know, and yeah. it's, it's so, it's so intense and so um, yeah, broad, I guess, as well. But So I had been speaking before with um, some people at an airport and they were telling me about, you know, the, the demand for um, aircraft maintenance technicians. And they had said that if we had, as I, because I work in a high school, if we had gamers uh-huh. at in the high school, kids that we knew that were like serious gamers, they would be good candidates for aircraft maintenance technicians because those gamers could easily go into a cockpit and program it. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I mean, I, I never heard that, but now, I mean, it makes sense because n- nowadays, I mean, they are just, 
so smart when it comes to the, t- the technology now and everything's obviously advancing as we move forward, you know, mm-hmm. as the years go forward. And even my son, I'm like, where did you learn? You know, and it's just, it's natural to them because that's all they know. Um, so gosh, yeah. And, and the money is good there as well, the avionics, because not a lot of people want to do it because it is intense. And I think there's certain people that are good at that stuff, you know, and, and technology, you know, you, some people just aren't tech savvy and I'm one of them. Um, it scares me, honestly. Yeah. Like, holy, yeah, it's just too much. But I mean, something like that out of high school where they're, you know, that's what they're used to and they're good at would be, I think, amazing. So, so if I'm um, coming out of high school or maybe I just finished a couple of years at community college and I decided, you know, I think I want to explore this um, AMT and go to school for that. How long would it take? Well, every school is different, but so our, the university that I'm attending right now, they actually have a high school program. So we, there's actually some kids, like I said, they're 18, just out of high school, but they're already on another level, or I'm sorry, on a, at the end of the program where I'm at, where I've spent 15 months at. Now they, they've already put in their time, but it was while they were in high school. So they're going to be graduating with their associates as well at the same time that I am. Um, because the school allows them to um, do a program where they spent half their day at, at the high school and then there. So um, that's one thing that they offer. And then the program that I did is a 15-month program. So what was appealing to me, because again, I'm not I'm not a, a school person. It's hard for me to be, you know, I've just never been a more, again, a hands-on person. So when I saw 15 months, I'm like, holy crap, you know, this is great. 15 months and you get your dual associates and, um, but it, it is, it's intense. Um, most schools, uh, they, there's another local school and it is your normal two year program for your associates. Um, it is a, it, it's a trade school in, in a sense also, but you're also getting your, your degree as well. So, um, that's what they, what our school focuses on us, you know, everybody's different, but, um, the program to me was appealing in that sense where, um, not only was was it hands on, but I was also earning a dual associate. So sure. it's accelerated, um, and that's the hard part of it because it's. I mean, I had I just took a three day welding class, and three days I had to learn and then take a final and and do practicals. And some days I'm like, whoa, you know, like take. I mean, I'm just like mentally exhausted, but um, <laughs> right. you know, that's that's of it. So. Right. Yeah, I think um, even the, the other school that I looked into some like in Houston, I mean, close to my area and it's the same program. Um, we're one of the few ones that do the the accelerated program. So um, I would recommend if I could do it over it, it um, because I feel um, it is intense and, and they they really don't recommend. I, I mean, I know that they know people have bills and things, but because it is such an extensive program, that mm-hmm. uh, they don't recommend that people have full-time jobs while they're working. Right. While they're, while, while they're in school. Not when in school, yeah. So that in itself is hard because most human beings, you know, adults have jobs and bills and families and things like that. So right, um, right. that's something to take into consideration. So um, for my listeners, so you don't just have to go to private school or find some, you know, private outfit that's going to train you some of the community colleges um, in the United States you have to really do your research but I know some of them do offer um, like a training program in 
the AMT to become an aircraft maintenance technician. Usually you'll find them in the community colleges that are close to a larger airport. So, right. So um, definitely, you know, if funds are an issue, um, you know, money's an issue where you can't do the college, the private route, definitely try and see if you can find a community college that offers a program because those are all really good programs. They're very reputable. And usually they sometimes have a, like a placement thing with, with the airlines um, to bring on new grads. So that's, that's something to think about too. Um, So, you know, when you're done, Denise, what do you, do you have a preference? Do you think that you might go commercial or do you might try and do the, the private, you know, the corporate jets, or um, maybe you can get a nice little paying gig with your, your vintage warbirds. What what are you thinking? So I I am going to take a little time off um, just to kind of regroup. And um, I do have to take um, my, get my certifications outside of school. So I I do still have a lot of studying to do. Um, But what I originally coming into this, I I wanted to work, go back into working for an airline because uh, that's, that's really all I knew. Um, But now just talking to other people and meeting other people in the industry, um, I, I think I, I will enjoy it more in general what they call general aviation which is you corporate smaller aircraft um your, like your Cessnas things like that just um everyday planes versus the big ones um that you know the airliner planes um it's a little more laid back um I, and again I mean I'm I think the airlines are amazing but I think at this point in my life I think that's just where where I'd like to be I'd like to stay local for now um but right. then kind of open. I, I really just want to get as much experience as I can before moving on to something um, a little bigger. But um, yeah, that's that's the plan right now. So that's we'll see. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a good thing about the school. They, we, we do have rec- recruiting. Um, I guess not, not too much recruiting, but we do have um, people from different companies like Bo- in San Antonio, we have Boeing. Um, we have Textron Aviation. We have different different companies that will come into our school and talk to us. And, you know, they talk about apprenticeships and just different things that they're offering and how many people they're hiring. And so it really gives us um, something to look forward to. And then, I mean, if we were there and we have our resume, you know, we can talk with them as well. We also have a career advisor who sets up interviews for us. And right now we're, I'm in my eighth term. So I have almost less than five weeks left so they're really you know getting us set up with everything our resume situated and things like that so that is is really nice because you you know you really they're getting you lined up so you don't feel like you're just out in the world you know going out to to nothing you know and you don't know what to do so so you're you're really a hot commodity right now because you're towards the end all these people are hiring travel is starting to pick up again um, United just added a ton of new jets, I think to their fleet yesterday. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you're a hot commodity. Yeah. The opportunity, I, I think, gosh, I, I would, the opportunity is, is here for, for this, this career. And, um, I, I really wish it was more of a well-known thing and, um, I'm hoping, you know, not just this, but, um, even in school, we're trying to do more marketing, um, encourage, you know, 
everybody, but females as well, obviously. I'm strong in the encouraging females because I do think it's such, such an unknown thing for us to, um, or an intimidating. So it, it was extremely intimidating for me coming into this. Um, so I'm hoping that if we put it out there a little more, that it might, you know, be encouraging to a lot more people. So and it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not for everybody, but it, it's so rewarding. And there's so much to this job, so many opportunities. So well, I'm glad you brought up the female thing because that was my next question. How how do people view you being a female working in this industry? Gosh, that's just a tough question. Um, it's not a tough question. It's just I've had I've heard it from all ends. I, I've I I'm have sure. some amazing that just think like holy shit, shit. I don't know, can I say shit? Holy crap! Yeah. They're like you know okay. you're a a bad, you know, I don't know what I can say. Am I allowed to say bad words? I don't want to say bad words. I'm sorry. Um, you know, holy crap, you know, this is amazing. Uh, you're, this is, you know, who does this? You know, they don't know anybody who does this and they are, they're backing me up hundred percent. And then, um, you come across people that give you a hard time for it, you know, and it, it, it definitely hasn't been easy. Um, I've come across quite a few roadblocks, um, being a woman and then, um, little things like um, I'm five foot, so I'm short and there's things that I can't reach. And I've come across, you know, different obstacles in that sense where it's, none of it has been extremely, you know, easy. I guess, you know, a guy can come in here and he's six foot and just, you know, reach around me and grab a tool, you know, whatever it is, he's, you know, taking off something and I'm having to work 10 times harder because I am not, I'm not as strong. I'm not, you know, not as tall. So, um, I've kind of had it from all ends. Um, people think it's very respectable. And then I've heard people think that it's not a, a job for a woman to be in. So, um, right. and I've really, I've really, those type of comments, I've just kind of turned around and taken it to more, you know, tell me I can't and I'll show you I can. So, yes. um, and that's kind of my attitude in it and it, it, it's worked out. So, I mean, majority of people have been so accepting of it. Um, but it, it's crazy. I, I was even doing my research on how many females I did um, early on in this program. I did a, a speech about um, females in the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the industry. And I think at that time it was 2.6% uh, of females oh, are in wow. this, out of like 300, 300,000, somewhere right there. So that, that's how few and far between we are. So, um, Yes. Anytime I've seen you go from the school, it's just like I automatically like I want to talk to them and, and you know, encourage them. And, and actually, we started um, it's the first program that they've had here at the school and it's uh, an all female group and it's called the Lady Arrows. And um, what it is, it's just it's just all girls. And we actually we wear uniform shirts or navy blue shirts, but we've um, got it approved that we can wear pink shirts on Wednesdays. Cute. So, um, and, and the guys that support us, um, they, they've bought shirts from us as well. So, um, that, and we just, we meet when we can, obviously COVID did put a strain on that, but, um, just encouraging us each other, um, because, you know, the you know, most guys are great, but, um, having a, a female in there is kind of nice too, to stick together. And, um, I mean, you, we know we're in it together and just kind of 
encouraging, I mean, encouraging people and what that's what we're hoping to, to grow is encouraging. We're trying to get, in, get more involved in the community and do things that, um, you know, what we can to right. put the word out there. That's great. And then you can, you can roll your eyes at each other without even saying anything, but you've said plenty, right? Yes. Yeah. It's interesting that you said, so you're five feet tall and you know, you might have a a six foot tall coworker and he can get to reach something, but I would think that being five feet tall would also be a benefit because you can probably get into small places that the six foot guy can't get into. Yes. So, I mean, there is, there's, yeah, your benefits and, and a downfall to it. So I, I didn't realize it at first, but, you know, one of my instructors was very, very encouraging when it came to that, because I did one class in particular, um, not too long ago was my sheet metal class. Um, you have to, we, you put the sheet metal into a vise and then you're riveting in different positions. Um, and I couldn't reach and I couldn't, I kept putting what they what we call eyebrows into the sheet metal and because of my I'm not I guess the way I was standing so they had to get me a stool so I got a few comments like oh you know you have to wear you know have a stool like laughing you know and so I'm like whatever you know I'm just trying to get this job done but um but my instructor said you know they're laughing but who's going to be the one that's going to go what we call like a fuel cell or a you know a small area that not most people can fit in he said but that'll be you this is where I come in handy um Mm -hmm. and I can fit in those small so I'm like, huh, I didn't think about that, but that's true. You know, I'm like, yeah. Okay. So, um, but definitely, I mean, that's, there's actually, there's a lot of positions that coming up in for fuel cell technicians where you're crawling into the belly of, the, of an aircraft. So um, that's definitely something I've looked into as well. So there's, there's, yeah. a, there's an upside to being short. Yeah. Don't discount it. I'm short too. I know. Yeah. yeah don't <laughs> discount it. So, um, so when you go through your schooling, is there, I'm sure there's some standards that um, these schools have to abide by or make sure that they're teaching. Um, they're like in conjunction with the FAA, right? Um, yeah. So what, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, as, are you, as far as like, like how much involvement does the FAA have in, in, in the schooling of, um, aircraft maintenance technicians? So, um, they are pretty strict when it comes to, um, like attendance, um, per the FAA, we have to, we, we are required to attend school for so many hours. I don't know the exact hours, I'm sorry, but it's, it's a, a certain amount of hours that we have to attend per term in our in our term in our school we have eight terms so each term is uh eight weeks long and if you miss so many days you have to do so many makeup questions per the faa and it all has to be out of a certain book so this goes um up to the higher up here at our one of our instructors um so these are some of the standards that they have um per the faa you know so at first we're like, okay, normal college, you miss a day, you don't do makeup work like this. This is like intense, you know? Um, but that is definitely one of the requirements, which, you know, again, we were like, what? Didn't make sense to us, but um, then they also have um, GPA requirements as, atten- again, attendance, um, things like that. So they offer different uh, tip programs, what they call tip programs. So um, I'm not sure if that's actually with the FAA, but they're not, 
I think how involved, that's really the biggest, I would say the biggest thing. Um, the hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the hours. Um, yeah, but I think of anything else. But I mean, as far as like the, the written exams, things like that, um, that's all done outside of school. Now I'm kind of all over the place. Sorry, I'm just thinking yeah. of. No, it's okay. Um, Denise, what do you think three qualities would be for someone to be successful in this role? Um, gosh, I think uh, resilience. Mm-hmm. Resilience is definitely one. Um, I think you have to be able to bounce back and um, have tough skin in this industry, whether or not you're female or not. Um, you're going to come across, you know, hard times and you might screw up. You might um, do some, you know, drop. I, you know, there's all kinds of things that, that could go wrong in this industry. Um, safety is, is a big thing, but um, having resilience to me is, is a huge deal. Um, patience, mm-hmm. patience and um, like patience and attention to detail kind of to me go hand in hand. Um, you have to have patience and you have to be able, because again, safety is such an important thing in our job that without attention to detail and patience together, it's just um, a lot can go wrong. And um, I think um, the drive and passion, I think in, in order um, to be successful, I think in this industry, you really have to be passionate about what you're doing and have that drive. And it, to me, it's such a good quality that I, I like to see in people when I talk to them about this industry. It's like seeing their their passion in it is, is, is amazing. And um, I think it's definitely a good quality to have. I agree. You have to, um, it's almost like if you don't like to fly, are you going to want to work on the planes? <laughs> well, you know, we have people that never flown on a plane in my class. I've been on a plane. So I'm surprised. Really? So, yeah. Uh-huh. It was actually one of the questions asked today in class. Um, there were three people um, that have never been on a plane. So, you know, and everybody's in it for different reasons. Sure. Um, you know, some people firsthand some people have seen it from afar and think it's cool some people part of military and uh, you know just again it's, it's hard to say but um yeah I, I i don't know if i i could say i've never been on i think i'd have to at least fly on a plane to, <laughs> yeah. to want to fix it but you know you never know i guess everybody's everybody's different so well so another question as you were talking just came to mind so when you're getting hired, maybe going through the hiring process with whether it's a commercial airline or a private company, or I would think now I could be totally wrong. I would think that you would probably have to go to, through some sort of background check, right? I mean, they're probably going to want to check you out, right? Yes. So with our school um, and this is all I know with our school, but we are actually at the San Antonio airport. So we, we do have to do an extensive background because we have to have a badge and we go through a gated, um, gated door. Um, there mm-hmm. is procedures that we have to, um, to stick by. And if you don't, you get your badge taken away or you can even get kicked out of the school because uh, we are in a, in a secured area. So um, that is one thing, again, with this school that we already have that upper hand because we do, we have already gone through that extensive background check. Um, so we can, one great thing, we use that as a resume, you know, on a on our resume is that um, we have that 
already already done. But um, so some companies I know like Boeing, um, I had some friends go to go into there and their background uh, took a couple weeks, um, a few weeks, I want to say. So uh, the hiring process wasn't just a, you know, an overnight thing. So um, and they can't certain companies, you can't talk about it. Um, you can't talk about what you're working on. Sure. Um, can't take pictures. Um, a lot of these these airplanes are private, so um, you know each airplane has a tail number, so they you can't have the tail numbers and pictures. Um, so there there's a lot, yeah, a lot behind it, but definitely um, there definitely has to be, especially at the airport. Um, I'm not sure how some of the smaller you know airports work in the smaller uh, cities, but um, I'm pretty sure it's close to it. So. Oh yeah, I would say so. I mean, yeah, you need top security. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. You really I would do. Hope. I, I yeah. I mean, I didn't even really think about it until you were talking and I thought, oh yeah, that's that's serious business. I mean it's, it's yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure it goes from company to company. And then again, because we're on the airport, but um you know, Boeing is not actually, or certain companies are more in industrial areas. So I think the security um, is maybe not as in, intense there. Um, so I'm sure it varies from company to company. Sure, sure. And I'm sure there's drug testing and all that too, that goes along with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So even in our school, we have random drug testing. So, I mean, I've been in class and they'll pull a few students out and Unfortunately, I have seen people get kicked out um, and they kick straight out. I mean, so you're done. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate, it's sad, but I mean, it's part of it. And I definitely wouldn't want anybody working on anything I'm flying if they were under the influence of anything. So um, I think that's, that's great that they instill that in us now, you know. So. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this has been great, Denise. I think. Um... This is an, a, a path that more people should look at. Um, and you also probably have some great flight privileges. I would assume if you were, let's say you got hired on with, you know, some big airline, um, you probably would get some really nice flight privileges and get to go um, at the drop of a hat. You know, I know um, like as a flight attendant that probably you were, you know, you got to fly standby or whatever and jump on the plane. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a good benefit as 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 an aircraft maintenance technician, right? Um, there definitely. Yeah, I think also um, I'm I'm not sure if it varies from position to position, but um, yeah, like I said, standby. But um, you get the benefits for working for an airline also as well, and you're you're able to be a part of a union um, as well. That I know that's appealing to some people, but even in just general aviation or corporate, um, the people that you meet and the experiences that you have, I mean, you just never know what type, where it can take you and the benefits from that. Um, I have friends that worked for smaller, you know, smaller, I guess, airports, smaller airports. And um, the gentleman who owned the plane um, was flying to the Virgin Islands and then he needed work done on his plane there. So they flew them to the Virgin Islands and they got to spend a week or two there and you know just helping out fixing you know minor things and then flew them back and so you just you never know where where this can take you that the opportunities I think are endless right well and it's like you said earlier I mean it's um you know it's a lot of it is who you know and just connecting with people and I think it's like that for any career path 
um, you really have to kind of come out of your own and talk to people and um, establish kind of a relationship and, and keep that connection going because you just never know. You might get a call one day and next thing you know, you're being flown off to Antarctica to go work on some billionaire's corporate jet or something, you know, <laughs> you, you never yeah. know. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Denise, where can people find you? I know um, you're on Instagram. Can um, people reach out to you if they have questions about, about this career path? So um, it's, it's under my name. Um, it's Denise Lopez. So it's underscore Denise underscore Lopez. Gotcha. Kind of complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, but definitely again, I, I, if anybody's interested or has questions, I love to connect with people that aren't aren't necessarily industry, but are, I mean are passionate about it. Well, you know, good luck. I know you only have how many more weeks do you have left? So um, over four and a half weeks. Yeah, about five, right under five. I'm like counting other days. I'm like <laughs> under five weeks. I'm gonna say five weeks because I don't want to be five weeks. Um, yep. It's been a journey. I took a year off actually, um, but I went back. This is actually my third time back. Um, that is um, one thing. I mean, timing-wise, sometimes things don't always work out. But um, again, if you're determined, and this is something that I've always wanted to do, um, and I'm not done yet. I think there's so much more that I want to do. I, I want to work towards my pilot's license. I want to do recreational flying, and to me, this is just the beginning. And you know, it opened up a whole new door for me. So. Um, yeah, count down the days and again. Yeah, that's great. Focus on, on job searching. Mm, well, you know, I think, um, it, it, you know, no one has a straight path. It, it, and if you do, yeah. it's almost like there's something wrong with you. I mean, <laughs> I know I, I probably yeah. get dinged for saying that, but um, um, yeah, I don't think anyone really has a straight path anymore. I think it's a lot of, you know, you're going to try this and, and then trying that you realize, well, I don't like to do this, but I like to do this. And then you take it to another level. So, um, yeah. anyway, it's interesting, but I think, it what, is. yeah, I think what you're doing is fantastic. I'm glad that you're a female and I would fly on any plane that you worked on. And, um, I, I thank you so much for, for coming on oh, talking about this is this was great um i really appreciate it yeah i'm so glad i was able to to share what i can thank you for listening to talk shop podcast you can follow on instagram and facebook at talkshop.podcast until next time get out there baby lock in dig in and have no regrets always lead by example